Hey guys, so the sound's not great on this one. So how about you be generous in this holiday season and suck it up and enjoy this lovely episode with comedian Bronwyn Isaac. Case study 0045, love at the Christmas table. When Sam first met Kat, it was love at first bite. That does not sound right. doing all right I feel like I am a snowflake but not in a not in a conservative calling Mm -hmm. people snowflake way and not in a like special way just like a melty cold piece of air substance right now I'm not sure what that constitutes as doing well or not doing well yeah it seems pretty neutral if not kind of bad but if you're good with it I'm cool with it I think it's pretty neutral I'm cool with it (laughs) I like being part of the weather pattern (laughs) that does sound nice how are you i'm doing good because because we watched a movie let's talk about it yes let's do it okay present day this movie bt dubs is called love at the christmas table 2012 i mean i added 2012 that's what it was made it's very 2012 (laughs) (laughs) it is it is very every year that it was twice at least that's true. There were a lot of years that were covered in this movie. <laughs> a lot of span. The passage of time is a big character in this movie. It is. And I kind of love that. Like I Me was too. afraid that I was going to get stuck in one year and it would be boring and I'd have to care about the rest of the year. But I didn't I didn't have to care about the rest of the year. I just had to care about Christmas and I'm all about it. So Sam gets home after five years of being away. That means absolutely nothing to me because the movie just started. Exactly. And the movie is like, oh, I bet you want to know what this is all about. He gets there and, you know, everyone's like, oh, my God, big city guys back because this is one of those movies, right? Dustin Milligan is big city guy. And then Danica McKellar is all like, it's been five years. And she like hits him on the arm in that like playful way. But you're like, oh, okay. They have history, especially mm-hmm. because he's all like, and there she was Kat Patton. Mm-hmm. And like, you see her and she's like carrying a Christmas tree because in these movies, they love to have somebody carrying a Christmas tree at all times. You have to, without it, we wouldn't know it was Christmas. Yeah, exactly. They got to prime us up for the vibe. Exactly. When he pulled up in that taxi, they did a really long take on the license plate. And I was like, am I stupid? Is that a vanity plate and I can't read it? I don't think, no. I, yeah, th- I also was like, this is a really slow entrance in a specific way. Is there something significant about the car? And based on the rest of the movie, no. <laughs> no. This was just a choice they made. <laughs> it was a very long choice they made. Yeah, so he hasn't been there in five years. and. Let's take a look at their history. 1984. Also, EB is the woman that he first sees when he walks in the house. And we are introduced to her as this is her house. It's a Christmas house all year round. And that's all we get. And I thought through half of this movie, that was his mom. 
I thought that was really confusing too, because when it opens and he's like, you know, it's the first time he's back in five years and, you know, it's Christmas time. And he's basically, he's saying, I'm going to see the family. And then Leah Thompson's there. And then he's like, she owns the house. I was like, is this his family? What's going on? Yes. And then throughout the rest of the movie, you realize, no, this is just her house. She's just like, you know, a family friend who hosts a bunch of people from this small town, but we never know what she does for work. And she's got a huge ass house too. I was like, she makes money or that was a family house or something. And I want to know. Same. What the fuck? Exactly. So 1984, four-year-old Sam and wait, well, at least Kat is four. Yeah. I I was like, is he five? I know. (laughs) Does it matter? (laughs) It doesn't. It really doesn't. doesn't, But, you know, they do give us all of the ages, like they them through their childhood. So it does feel like, you know, in childhood that matters, maybe not later. Absolutely. They let us know that Kat's mom died this year and her dad started a furniture company with his dad, right? Yeah. So like their dads run a furniture company, which is very successful because later in the movie, we find out that it's shipping internationally. Mm -hmm. I had questions about that the entire movie. I was like, okay, so if this is a really small town, how many people Mm -hmm. are buying furniture there? They must be shipping on the internet. (laughs) Right. And there was no internet in 1984. So the fact that they were successful long enough to do that, cheers. Yeah. Do you think they were like driving like to nearby cities? Yeah. Doing trade shows. Totally. Here's the biggest question I have about them owning a furniture company. When they first get there, they are uh, bringing in a little tiny kids table and they're looking at it and they're like, well, it's our first one. We'll get better. How do you own a furniture company if you've never built furniture before? Because that's what they do. They build furniture. Yeah, I I don't understand that. And I also just love a furniture store is such a specific thing to do. Mm -hmm. And so to be like, I am grieving. I will do this really intense craft and like all the sides of it, the business, the building, all of it. It's not like, oh, I got into... I don't know. I decided to learn how to knit at home or I went to one cooking class. It's like, I'm going to start a really complicated business. Right. One I'm completely unfamiliar with, but I'll get the hang of it eventually. How hard can it be? I mean, seriously, it's wood. Yeah, exactly. You're you're not going to hurt yourself. No. So Sam immediately goes under the table and starts drawing and Kat joins him. Adorable. Very cute. Yeah. And they like fall asleep later you know because it's the holiday they like this like the two little kids like falling asleep on the bed or the couch so it's like oh look at how cute they are and also I love that Kat's mom is dead we don't know shit about her like how did she die we don't we never learned shit about her either she was a womb that's all she was good for she was a womb and it's the worst of both worlds because so many of these movies have a dead mom character And like, it's not really talked about, but this one, she's kind of a presence just through the grief aspect, but we don't get anything that personalizes her. I like that you say that these movies have a dead mom character as if they're like present in the movies and their characters. I know that's not what you meant, but it was fun. No, yeah, (laughs) yeah, like like they're on the list of characters. No one plays her, but it's fine. Age 10, they steal a rum cake and get wasted or at least pretend to because there's no booze in that cake 
Which honestly, pretty accurate. I feel like as a 10 year old, you'd be like, okay, I guess I'm drunk. Yeah. This is exactly what my parents do when they get drunk. (laughs) Yeah. Eat cake and (laughs) giggle. (laughs) Right. And stumble. Age 13. Sam is trying to talk to Kat. She could care less. He goes in for a kiss and she stabs him with a fork. Yeah. Okay. The stab. So like, it's weird that the movie cuts from like they're 10 and they're getting along to like they're 13 and he's going in for a kiss. I understand like they're going through puberty now. So he's like, oh, I have a crush on you. I'm going to try to do something about it. But it feels like there's a lot left unsaid because it goes from like their best friends to her being like, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, right. And I was like, I totally get that she might not be into him and she's 13 and he's annoying and, you know, sure. but like she stabs him with a fork. Right. Also, how, how bad were the stab wounds? Like, I love that the family's just like, oh, well, kids, you know, <laughs> kids, I guess, <laughs> I guess he tried to kiss her and she stabbed him. I'm like, either way doesn't look good. No. <laughs> and the placement of that stabbing kind of looked like she stabbed him in the dick but I'm not I don't know yeah which brings me to another point about this movie super fun to me anyway how they really tried hard to make it seem like they wanted to swear a lot you guys oh my god yes yeah because like throughout the movie there's this swear jar that of course EB keeps at the Christmas house but then even when they're adults they'll be like swear jar like if one of them is gonna swear and that like I thought it was funny when they were younger but when they were adults I was like if an adult said swear jar to me I would get say it louder (laughs) I would be like I will fucking (laughs) I cannot do this the fucking what now yeah exactly (laughs) thank you okay good thank you age 18 cat said she goes to talk to Sam who is reading a book five years later teenagers love books but he's like sitting on the counter okay so I had this image in my head as a younger person that the really cool girl when she's just home doing stuff whatever was usually sitting on a kitchen counter and like eating carrot sticks and talking about real cool stuff and that's what I thought about Sam in this this scene I was like he's like a manic pixie dream boy in this scene but only for like a minute, just because he's sitting on a counter. Oh, absolutely. Because he's sitting on the counter and then she even makes fun of his jacket. Like he has like kind of this 70s, almost blazer jacket. You know, it's like, oh yeah, he definitely thrifted for it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. He's like he's at college now. So he's like really into books. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like, oh yeah, I like to read. I'm into, I'm into ideas. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Charles Bukowski? Because... Yeah. I bet she hasn't because she hasn't left that town. So where would she find a book? I know, right? They don't have them there. Yeah. (laughs) So Sam's like, you don't even like me. Fuck you. Go, whatever. And she's like, you know what? Fuck you. I do like you. And it's the sweetest, I guess. I don't know. They decide to go watch Christmas movies and do whippets, I guess. Yeah, they they did Whippets, which was definitely like the most festive part for me. (laughs) I just like that even in this scene where it's supposed to be like him expressing vulnerability by saying, oh, well, you don't really like me. So like, whatever. And then her correcting him. You find out all this horrible stuff they've done to each other. Yeah. She like dated three of his friends 
and then turned them against him, which we never really ever find out. I'm like, that's a big deal. What what did that mean? Yeah. Like, was he being dramatic? Was that not a real thing? That's a big thing. Also, who are they? We don't see him have any friends. Never. Instead of being like, I shouldn't have done those things. I'm sorry. She's just like, well, actually, I helped set you up with Ashley, this girl who I'm friends with, but apparently hate because I'm like weird to her the whole movie. Um, (laughs) She's quite vacuous, though. She is annoying. She's very Mm -hmm. annoying. But I was like, what is the point of this character? Like, like, it's just like we none of us like her. (laughs) The worst. Yeah. She's like, I set you up with Ashley and she showed you her tractor. So I was just like, this is not a great found you're 18 so it's realistic but this is not like a great reconciliation no and yeah absolutely they're teenagers so whatever but at the same time not only just that history but like going on she's she's a little abusive they both are they're not great people yeah they're definitely like I really love them as actors yeah so I had fun watching them but I was like this is not a good couple (laughs) You guys are not in a healthy relationship so at all. Toxic, like in so many different ways at once. And thank you because it was entertaining. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, if it had been really healthy, then I don't know <laughs> how much it would have really been to watch. They end up finding a movie and they're watching it. And the closed captioning said old timey Christmas movie playing, which I really liked. Old timey, not like old. Love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's way better than like classic. Yes, so much better. Old timey's like kind of got some like oomph to it. Absolutely. So they're getting snuggly and they pass out because they've been doing whippets and eating rum cake. Were they eating rum cake in this one too? I just I assume know. that there's rum cake that they're <laughs> gonna eat in like any yeah. given year. That's gotta be part of it. It's got to be. I I like to think that even when they're adults, they don't realize it's not getting them drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they pass out for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to know. Now, this is a thing that a lot of these movies do with the like going back through time. Mm -hmm. They have actual children play them at ages four and 10, 13. Mm -hmm. And then from 18 on, they're supposed to play their younger selves. This movie did not try to style them. Like it did the least leg work. And these are like grown ass people. You know, they're both very attractive actors, but Danica McKellar is 47 and Dustin Milligan is 37. Yeah, there's no, yeah. When it's like they're 18, I was like, could you at least like make their outfits more ridiculous or something? Like I know I can suspend my disbelief, but the movie did not style them very different throughout the years. And that bothered me. Yeah, no, they did not at all try. They were just like, no, no, we just told you how old they were. Shut up and watch it. You know, literally, I was like, <laughs> very lazy. Also, which with with a festive movie, one of the most fun things is costuming. Yes. Really get into it and get into like, this is 80s clothes, 90s clothes, you know? Oh my God, so much so. And even the fact that it was Christmas and these were Christmas parties, like only half of the outfits were Christmassy. I'm like, go over the top. This is what we're here for. Absolutely. And like everybody in the town that goes to Evie's house is very into Christmas. Like this is like people who love it. So they're going to have some sweaters. Okay. There's outfits and I want to see them. Absolutely. Yes. I would assume that Evie of all people 
would have a mandatory dress code for her parties. Come dressed for Christmas or don't come at all. Absolutely. Bitch. So then they're watching, they pass out watching these movies and their dads like sneak up behind them and like, oh, are they making out? So they go to surprise them and they realize they're asleep. So they're like, oh, fuck yeah, this is going to be dope. And they basically did the equivalent of doing drawing Christmas sticks on their foreheads. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like they have Felice, uh-huh. like Felice Navidad, like on their foreheads. And then like one of them has reindeer antlers and the other has like a Santa beard. And I mean, honestly, it was kind of like it was corny in that way where I was like, uh-huh. OK, I believe that these characters would do that. Yeah. And then oh. the next day they're just like, wow, so we should go talk about what happened, which is falling <laughs> Which again, right. 18, so uh-huh. I do believe that. They'd be like, our hands touched. We got to figure this out. Absolutely. And yes. And they're like, so uh, what did she say? She was like, oh, oh, are you, so you're going to be back next year or what? And he's like, oh, it depends. And she's like, on what? Us? And he's like, uh, he would not even hug you. And you're asking about us? Bitch. That's not I know. I know. And it was also like, do you even like him or are you just upset that he's not into you anymore? Mm-hmm. Right? Like one of my issues with the characters, and I'll get into this more once we're fully up to date, is that neither of them seem to respect each other at all <laughs> in totally different ways. Aside from just respect, the only time they ever communicate is at Christmas at a Christmas party. And Okay, you know what? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot. There's a yeah, lot to pull back. So fucking much. Age 19. Sam is pretending to be boring, so Ashley will leave him alone. Kat says that she's newly single. They do a weird what appears to be drinking game with children and juice boxes, and I have no idea what's going on. And they have an ice fight. I was like, why are they having an ice fight? And then, and it's like- That's at age 20. Long yeah and it's like almost a montage also I I do love I I feel that this is both realistic and a funny choice that there are just always roaming children and we like never know who they are <laughs> like every year at Christmas there's just like a new kid that they're kind of hanging out with yes, who and are like, these kids? No, like they don't really get enough screen time for them to actually be characters it's just like oh there's another kid right because yeah, if they like, brought them back they would have to age and that's not gonna happen exactly so like, yeah, they have this ice fight mm-hmm. and then like Evie comes in and she's just like, tisk tisk, and she hands them a mop. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, when is this woman going to get mad at y'all for trashing her house? <laughs> right. But also unnecessary. Like she, yeah, she walks in with two mops and she's just like, you guys, you silly kids. Before that snowball fight, I, which was fully an ice fight. He says, what is best in life to one of the boys? And the other kid says Christmas. And then Kat's like, hold, hold. This was too intense for this movie. And then Sam says to another kid, Milo, what is best in life? And Milo says, to crush your enemies, see them driven before you and hear the lamentation of their women. Yeah, that last part, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. What video games is this kid playing? Yeah. I appreciate it. I get it was for it, like the joke, but I still appreciate it. Absolutely. 21. 
it's clearly the year 2000 because they're sitting at the adults table and all the adults are like, oh, I can't even hear about another hanging Chad. Oh my God. Did you hear about Wilson, the volleyball in that one movie? Hey, did you uh, ever watch that one reality show where they're on an island and they vote people off? You guys. It's really funny because they're not doing the work for the costuming, like we said. And the writing is really interesting in this movie because it does really take advantage of the time jump some years, right? Yeah. Like, it's like oh, here's a chance for these jokes and these references, but not consistently. And that's what's funny to me is it's like, Sometimes it's very like, oh yeah, Florida, what's happening with the real action? Okay. And then other times it's just kind of like, what year is it again? Yeah. Because no, it's just like, again, these two older. actors are, are their actual age while they're playing. <laughs> <laughs> so. I wanted more of the like, hey, nudge, nudge, can you believe what crazy year it is right now in every single age? But no. Same. I wish there was like a really vh1 you know this week in pop culture kind of joke at every christmas i was ready for that yes that would have been beautiful but that's and the fact that they did it for this year and this year alone they never do it any other year it yeah just, they're just like okay y2k everyone remember <laughs> remember how we all thought our computers were gonna go crazy that was nuts yeah we had no idea what the future would hold. <laughs> Uh, I think this is what, yeah, Sam and Kat are listening to the adults talk about uh, boring 2000 stuff and they sneak under the table and they're like crawling between sets of legs on each side. And I'm going to call 100% bullshit on this right now. If you go underneath the table, first off, people are going to notice. Second off, you are not going to be able to crawl between two legs, let alone two by two crawling between two you guys we're not stupid I was angry I was actually like (laughs) angry at that part I was like fuck you movie like I get that you're trying to do a callback to like they like to get under the table as kids and you know but like these are adults and a bunch of people are there and they would notice that they're not there and they're gonna feel these creepy adults under the table it's just so creepy yes and they were literally rubbing up against their legs there's no fucking way and then they in the movie like has a joke where cat's dad farts while they're under the table and i was like (laughs) sure i mean (laughs) i guess is this really worth it that was the whole movie was just set up for that scene yeah it really was they they pop out at the end of the table and like whoop we're just walking nobody noticed that we did that you guys you're not fooling anyone yeah it was so also like even at that age, even being that young of an adult, I can't imagine being like, oh, this is a fun, cool idea. <laughs> like, like I, my bully instincts were ignited by this movie at certain times. I was like, y'all are embarrassing. <laughs> Absolutely. Next year, 22, I think. Yeah, age uh, 22. When it gets spicy. Yeah, it knows. Sam's talking to his dad and he's like, I think I'm not moving home. And his dad is like, stop being an idiot and do this job that you got hired for that is awesome you just want to come home because you're bored and you want to make stupid shit like however he said it all like oh sweetie blah 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 he was very very nice about it and sam gets so fucking offended he's like 
you're not the boss of me. I'm an adult now. Fuck you. Or whatever you're saying. Something like that. I don't oh, know. yeah. No, absolutely. Like his dad says, you're not wired for contentment. You're just getting into the job that you want and you have this opportunity. And now you're like trying to look at other options and run away from it. It is one of those moments where it's like, sure. Yeah, maybe that's a hurtful thing to hear. But his dad is just being honest. He's not saying it with judgment. And, no. you know, very realistically. Yes. And I very would realistically, say, very reactive response of like, fuck you, dad. I'm an adult. Yeah, that's true. He was way nicer than he had any right to be his dad. The parents like are so gooey and nice. Also, I think it's really funny that Kat's mom is dead. Um, yeah, it is hilarious. <laughs> Super funny. But like <laughs> Kat's mom is dead. But then Sam's mom is alive, but we don't really see her. Like she's there, but we don't really even, I don't even know actually who she is until like halfway through the movie. And then I'm like, oh, that woman is his mom. Yeah. And his dad, like his dad's not like a super main character, but we definitely know who he is. And I'm like, yeah. what is with this weird, like mom erasure, especially in a Christmas movie? Right. Moms run Christmas. <laughs> Moms are you. Santa. Thank you. No. Up until like the last third of the movie, I had no idea who his mom was. I was pretty sure it was Evie, but it absolutely was not. And then his dad kept referencing this other woman. And I was like, oh, that's probably his mom. But we get no like even taste of that until like the last third of the movie. And then it's just like, hey, good to see you, son. I'll be over there. Yeah, exactly. That was so strange to me. Because again, this is a movie that's very about family the idea of family it's about and, dads and then it's like um actually it's just dads who have a furniture <laughs> store and that's all that matters yes carpentry and dads exactly and, mm-hmm. what else is there nope yeah they have a little conversation he's like i'm thinking about moving home and cat's like fuck you i'm not a rest stop go do your job i don't care Fair. exactly <laughs> age 23 this is when the first true wedge is thrown between them, except for the the stabbing, right? <laughs> right, right, right. The, the stabbing is kind of like, you know, neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but this time, you know, we have the moment where Sam and Kat see each other and she's kind of like, oh, hey. And then like behind him walks his girlfriend, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's fancy, you know, she he met him at a UN event because she's a translator and he was writing an article and like she speaks 11 languages and she's very pretty and she's very (laughs) nice and so of course Kat is all like feeling humiliated of course Um, which I guess sure (laughs) uh Brownwin of course I'm like like I'm like you see him once a year like I told You know, like, I understand you being disappointed, but the way that she's right. just like, this is an affront to me that he brought his girlfriend to Christmas. Right. I'm like, if you really liked him, you do have internet now. You could email or something and you would yeah. probably not get a girlfriend. You guys don't have Facebook? You guys don't have like Instagram? What? Right? What? Well, they it- wouldn't let her on Facebook because um, she's not in college because they made <laughs> it very clear she's she's in the town and he's in the city that's right that's right they're right they don't have the broadband in the the little town that they're in the internet hasn't arrived there yet they just they they know about christmas because that's the last news they got so yeah can i just say that when sam is telling the story of how they met and he 
goes on this like weird he was like every time i see her she's speaking like a billion different languages and then he mimics like five languages in one sentence and he's like ha and it just like totally falls flat with everyone in the room i was like oh man i felt that I know that, bro. I get you. <laughs> I, I love that. I actually really love that character quirk of his is that it will show him try to make a joke and it just bombs. And I'm like, word. <laughs> and, like, and, and it had like a shot of her face, Rebecca, his girlfriend. And she's just like, dude, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. She's like, you just said the most offensive thing in Swahili and I can't even talk to you right now. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I told you to stop doing this. <laughs> The thing about Rebecca is she's genuinely nice. Like she's asking Kat questions about her life. Yeah. And at first I wasn't sure what the movie wanted me to feel. If the movie was trying to be like, wow, this bitch, how dare she do this? <laughs> you know, she's a woman. So right, 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 right. how many can we like in one movie? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I only have so much room for women. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was like, well, we already have one and a half. You know, we have cat and then evie who only really gets to be like a woman because she's hosting yeah um and that's what women do right they give birth and die they yeah. host or they're a love interest <laughs> <laughs> but rebecca was like legitimately trying to ask cat about her life and cat was kind of i did actually really like this scene because it showed cat getting in her own way mm -hmm. and so instead of making rebecca into this villain even though she's still kind of framed a little as like, uh oh, she's in the way. Yeah. It just shows like Kat is upset. She doesn't know what to do with her feelings. So her jealousy is kind of coming out and then it's making her insecure and she doesn't really know how to be in the conversation. So she like lies. <laughs> like Rebecca's like, do you have boyfriends? She's like tons of them, which I was like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Yeah. And then she just points at a random man who works <laughs> at the furniture store, like this young guy. And then, of course, Sam's an asshole because he is a little pretentious asshole. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, he looks like he could lift stuff. Like, that's not a bad thing. Right. Oh, oh, no. You oh, no. How, God forbid this guy knows how to carry furniture. Fuck you, man. <laughs> and you look like you can't, you fucking dick. Yeah, exactly. He has very, like, I was a nerd once and I will never let go of that no matter how successful I become energy. And it's just like, go journal about it. <laughs> Absolutely. So Evie sees that Kat's all sad about Sam bringing a girlfriend. So she's like, yo, come get drunk with me in my office. Her office made me giggle because it's like this, <laughs> the curtains, the drapes, the wallpaper were made to look like library shelves. And that was hilarious to me. Because she gives Kat a copy of Great Expectations off of this like bookshelf <laughs> that had like five books on it. Like there's only five real books, but there's a bunch of fake ones on the wall. <laughs> there's thousands of fake ones, but I only have like three books to my name. And also I was so mad that Kat had never heard of Great Expectations. Like it's completely- <laughs> She's a townie. Right, like I was like, it's completely valid for her to have not read it. But the way that this movie presents it as like, here's this really niche book that's only part of the homework in most high school classes. <laughs> like, like, I don't need them to have a niche book, but the way like the way it's presented, it's like so here's rare. Here's this secret that I have. And I'm going to tell you about this character, Miss Havisham. 
and like hurt issues with love. And so I know that you're hurting and I understand. And then EB is like, oh, by the way, I felt that way with your dad, which I was like, is that appropriate? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, what, 23 or something? 24? Like, yeah. She's just like, when I met your mom, I almost didn't like her, but then, you know, she was great. And it's like, well, she's dead now. So yeah, of course you like her now. <laughs> I fucking love her now. She's fucking dope. She's but so chill. Before... <laughs> if she had lived, I would have fucking hated that bitch. Yeah, right exactly. Now, she's so like, cool. But now she's just this memory and I get to comfort your dad. <laughs> and your dad got really buff because of her. Now he lives to her all the time. <laughs> All right, so she goes downstairs and Kat's like, yo, hot buff dude, let's get out of here. All right. Age 25. Age 25. This is when, of course, Kat, so basically hot buff dude and her dated for a while. And then he like, oh, okay, I need to read my favorite line from the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. section of it. So I need to read it. I think um, I know what you're saying. And give the viewers slash listeners some information. She's talking to her dad. Kat's talking to her dad about buff guy who has is now no longer her partner. And she goes, he was in my house. He used my shower. Then he got on his bike and went to propose to her at the steak and shake. <laughs> I fucking love that. And he's it's, like, what part do you have a problem with? The steak and shake or it wasn't you? Right. Steak and shake. It was the steak yeah. and shake. I, if it had been Jack in the Box, I would have been <laughs> fine. I'm not missing anything. Give me Taco Bell all day, every day. Stick and shake exactly. and get fucked. <laughs> I just thought that was so beautiful. Like that detail just made it so funny. And also we don't really get any more information. It's not like, oh, they've been dating steady for two years and he cheated on her. It's not like, oh, they broke up. Like he broke up with her and then went and proposed. That ridiculous line is really the most information we get. And then we just know like, well, he's kind of a douchebag, but I guess yeah. he still invites him because she invites everyone. Well, Yeah. The town has like 10 people in it. She has to invite everybody. Otherwise, yeah. it'd be a small party. Also, she loves goss. Let's be real. <laughs> yes. I thought you said goths. She loves those movie I wish guys. That would make this movie so much better. <laughs> right? From what I picked up from that sentence, basically, she's like, Dad, he fucked me. And then he went and proposed to someone else because of the shower. And then later on, we find out that she doesn't move out of the house until like a year or two later. So uh, she's telling her dad that she fucked this guy in his house and then he went and proposed to someone else. And I'm just like, ick. I'm not. Yeah. I totally. I, that's such a good catch because I did not actually make that connection with the timeline and where she lived. That is really funny. Mm-mm. Yeah. Her closeness with her dad is sweet, but. But icky. <laughs> I mean, it comes up in the movie later, so it's sweet. It's just like, again, there's certain things I, my dad wouldn't be the person I confide certain details to. Well, did your mom die when you were four? Because that's so true. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did not. She is alive. She is a full person. So I, I mean, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I know. I'm not sure how to deal with that. <laughs> Sam, uh, he shows up and he's on a computer because it's that time of computers are real now yeah yeah. he's looking for a gift for Rebecca his mom comes up in my opinion this is the first time we really get to know his mom at all and it's still Mm -hmm. not about her it's about him but like this is really the only time that we get to see her interact with him and it's like oh right that's his mom okay that's who she is and she's just like honey 
you know, it's so good to see you. And he's like, oh, you're stalking me, mom. And it's like, dude, you're here one day a year. Let your mom talk to you. Seriously. Come Come on. on. (laughs) And then she's just like, but I know you're supposed to be in London with Rebecca. Like what's going on? He's just like, well, like I know that Kat is going through it and his mom and, you know, Rebecca, it was her idea. And his mom's just like, you don't know anything about women. Like she just said it was okay because she knew you were going to ask. She said she gave you permission before you asked. And I'm slow sometimes. And that was really hard for me to work out in my head. She didn't want him to ask. So she gave him permission first, I guess, is what she was saying. Yeah, to me, it was like she was saying, oh, she didn't want to have to say no. Mm. Um, And so she wanted to look good. So she preemptively said yes. Mm -hmm. It's like, sure. And that's for sure a thing that does happen in relationships. But I also was kind of like, I think Sam is a dick in a lot of ways. But if she said that, it is valid for him to believe her. Yeah, no, there's no reason for him to be like, yeah, I really hate that thing that is like very much in these kinds of movies that are like, well, women are like this and men are like this. And actually what people say is fake. Yes. You need to like read their mind in this really hetero weird way. And I'm like, or you could just actually communicate. I don't know, man. (laughs) Come on. Like he doesn't seem to be thinking about how Rebecca might feel. But also if she is not telling him, it's not his responsibility to read her mind. Like both are true. Absolutely. <laughs> the idea of being neurodivergent or like processing different ways and communicating different ways is so like light years away from these movies. Oh, yes, absolutely. But also like putting myself in Rebecca and Sam's situation. I'm a overseas. It's Christmas. He's like, my partner is like, hey, my good friend that I talk to once a year is really going through it and also my family is there for Christmas because that's where they live I'd be like yeah go see them I don't fucking give a shit yeah same I would either be like go see them or I'd be like I can come again like that was my other thing is I was like why doesn't she she can come or she can go hang out with her family at this point I think they were almost engaged or something like they were very serious right and me giving that permission wouldn't have been like you know what? You should actually just go for cat. It would have been me like, go see your family and friends. It's the holidays. Sure. Why not? And that's what I was thinking too. Like even with his mom talking to him, I was like, is she just like resigned to the fact that her son wouldn't actually visit her? Cause that kind of bums me out. Mm -hmm. She's just like, obviously you're here for the girl who's now a woman that you have known that you've never dated. And you have only seen once a year for the, like the last five years, not for me and your father who are very loving. No, 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 no. Fuck us. Yeah, I was like, dang. Thanks for joining us this week on the Asylum Case Studies. Special thanks to comedian Bronwyn Isaac and a very handsome and talented Andy Slater, our mixer and engineer extraordinaire. Make sure to visit us at AsylumPod.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever, so you'll never miss a case study. While you're at it, if you found any bit of enjoyment in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Unless you're going to be a dick, then no thank you. So until next time, I'm Tressa Slater, and does this belong to anyone? <laughs>